Bueller. 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 Back everybody to Ferris Bueller's Minute Off, the fan podcast where we overanalyze the John Hughes classic Ferris Bueller's Day Off, one minute at a time. I'm Gary Roby. I'm Victoria Cope. And we have Jonathan Carlisle with us again. Welcome back, Jonathan. Hi. I hey. never say anything. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being here. <laughs> this is, the- uh, oh, I've had a lot of fun. I'm curious how, how the rest of this is going to go. Yeah, the rest of the, I mean, the rest of this week we have, uh, we have some... We have Cameron's monologue. This is all Cameron's monologue here. I, we were talking a little bit between um, yesterday and today, but I think that this monologue of Cameron's might have influenced me more than I realized until we started, before I started like preparing for this show and doing notes and stuff. Um, I'm really excited to talk about like what we get into in the next couple days. So today, today we're talking about minute 83, which starts with Cameron putting his foot down. Have I used that before, Victoria? Do you think I've used, have I used, I don't think he's, I think I like <laughs> sarcastically used Cameron putting his foot down for like the, like, we're not going to take the car out. But I don't think, like, this is an actual good, like, a declaration of like, no, this is what's going to happen here. Um, and it ends with a, with a firm decision. It's like that, like, concrete, like, this is it. So Cameron makes a declaration. A dec- uh, That's my tomorrow. Oh, minute. Jesus That's Christ. what tomorrow starts <laughs> All with right. a declaration. All right. <laughs> All right. Fine. Um, no, no. So, so, so Ferris told him yesterday, um, we're just going to have to crack open the odometer and roll it back by hand. And here we get Cameron saying like, no, uh, forget it. And he says, he says, like, straight out, like, I'm going to take a stand. That's going to keep coming up in the next couple days. I'm going to take a stand. Um, I sort of, like, glossed over this next little bit. But Cameron is a very self-depreciative... He says... He's very self-deprecating. I'm bullshit. And then he goes, like, my old man pushes me around. I don't know how I feel about the, like, chest beating bit. He's uh, all of a sudden Matthew McConaughey. I never say anything. <laughs> he's, like, punching. But, like, wait, okay. When you say he's, like, Matthew McConaughey. Right. From that movie. What movie are you thinking of? Is it Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, like, recent. I thought you were saying that he was, like, that he, the character, was imitating something he had seen. But no, no it's the other way around. It's the other way around. Because this movie came out before yeah. that one. Um, <laughs> I just, I don't... It's, it's like you're hyping yourself up. I feel it's very primal. Uh, I... I've never I beat sad. my chest when I got angry. Yeah, see, that's, uh... That's why I, I know there's some of this is ambiguous of like okay. what's actually going on in the household, but the the fact that he follows he, he says his 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 dad pushes him around and then he never says anything while he's I, I, I don't know I, the way that that happens 
after the other thing. Yes. Like, I have a hard time believing that his dad isn't actually physically pushing him around. Which is what yes. I've been trying to say for so long. You know, when you first told me this, like, when you first brought this idea up when, when, when Ferris smacked Cameron. Like, his dad's abusive. I was, like, heart... No, I don't want to say heartbroken, but, like kind of devastated to to, to come sense. to that realization that like oh no this this goes to a much deeper abusive level than i thought it did mm-hmm. and i think i i think that we've had so many other things that have reaffirmed that since then yeah. that it's hard not to to take that at that value to come of to that like, conclusion yeah yeah, yeah, like it's not that, and and so so I'm glad that all those those stupid joke bits of the script of like Cameron's dad thinking he sees the car, like I'm glad that's gone because I think if we saw that we wouldn't see him as a potentially abusive character. No, because in that case You'd I see feel him almost like, as a victim. Yeah, I don't think unless he was like some big meathead guy, I don't think. I think that there's sympathy that, that that script is generating for this character that I don't want to be sympathetic for. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, because Cameron does have a lot on... Like, f- I mean, there's not a lot of dialogue in this minute to pull from. So this is all just like extrapolation from things we've talked about. But Cameron's relationship with both of his parents seems strained, right? Like, earlier he said that his mother was in Decatur, and unfortunately she's not staying. But his dad is the real, like, antagonist here. I feel like it's another one of the situations where the mom's aware of it and just doesn't do anything about it. Do you think she's not doing... Do you... Wait, 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 wait. Okay, oh my god. Is Cameron Fry... Um... Is Cameron Fry... Marty McFly from the Biff timeline where like <laughs> his mom is just like drunk and just like living off the money that Biff Tannen has and he's taking he's... care of their kids. So you're going to do what I, is she just like some app, not absentee, but like <laughs> he's Helga Pataki. It's better for her to stick with him than to leave because, because if she leaves, then it means that Cameron doesn't have a home to stay at. Depends on how much credit you want to give the mother and how much she cares about Cameron. I I feel like his dad is the one who works. Well, then why was she in D- Decatur? Maybe she's visiting family. I just, I don't ever... I, I assume she was she there was for work. You think... I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know why. I just assume I she was know. there for work. Well, we have that bit of the script in the bathroom that got cut where Ferris says that he's not worried about his mother because his mother is like a wasteoid or something. I feel like they're like um, Angelica's parents where they're like power, power people. They're I just like- going to go make the money... And who cares like about their kids? Ma- I like that this is a Rugrats <laughs> reference happening right now. I don't know. I'm making references to everything. So I'm no, like, I said earlier no. he's Helga Pataki. He has the meathead dad. Yeah. And then he has the alcoholic mom. Yeah. Like, this is his situation. No, I see that one more. I yeah. see the, like, the Helga Pataki family more than the Angelica one. Because Angelica's mom is, like, fierce. And she's a career woman. Yeah, I th- she's the one who runs the household in that situation. I don't think that I don't think that Cameron's mom's in charge. It's all about Cameron's dad. He he loves the car. He hates his wife. Like, I think that he's the one that wears the pants. 
Well, of course. I'm not saying that the, the mother can still be like a career woman and not necessarily. But I don't think she's like the fierceness of. No. Of. of uh... No, I just feel like she's al- aloof. Okay. Indifferent. Like, just like, oh, just stay out of your father's way. Just, and then leaves. I want to keep going back on, like, I kind of think that she's not even, I wouldn't say just, like, aloof, right? Like, I almost think that there's a, I would say, like, foggy, like, that she's, like, taking something, or that she's, like, so she's kind of, like, out of it, almost, in the way that, I mean, I don't know, this is all projection too, but it's, and it's all of that, like, one little line from the script where he says, um, where, where Ferris says to the camera that Cameron's mom is, what is the word he uses? I don't want to say, like, spaced out, but I think it's, like, that checked out. Maybe she's checked out. Is right. That- like she could be just checked out of like life, checked out of motherhood, checked out of marriage, checked out just like unhappy in her marriage, but ain't gonna leave because divorce would mean failure, and divorce means losing. Can't it, it depends on whether the father was already successful beforehand, and maybe he had her sign a prenup, Ooh, and so she I doesn't mean, get anything. I yeah, I you know? know, I don't know. It's a weird situation. I don't know. I don't think that Cameron's mom is on his side. Mm-mm. Whereas like. I think that would make for a very different relationship. I think the conversations that Cameron would have would be different if he was, like, a mommy's boy. Right, right. And he's not a mama's boy or... No, because Cameron is an only... A daddy's boy. Cam- Cameron is an only child. Mm-hmm. And I think that, like, if his dad was abusive and his mom was not, then there'd be an attachment there. But instead we get, like, unfortunately she's not staying. So he doesn't have like an attachment to either of them. Nope. Well, maybe maybe he was a mama's boy, and then you know things started happening in the home, and she started checking out, and so now he's yeah. kind of resentful of her too. So now yeah, she's gone. He's just resentful. She she goes and visits family, or she goes and does whatever. She's in Decatur. Maybe it's better that she's not there, and that's why he says, unfortunately, she's not staying. Like, he knows that the house isn't a good situation. Like, being at home isn't good for her because he doesn't love her. He loves the car. And so, like, maybe there's a sympathy there. Unfortunately, she's not staying. She's going to come back to this hellhole. No, like, she got out, but she's not going to stay out. Yes. Yes. Maybe. I don't know. interpreted in numerous ways. Sure. I like that that... I like that we can do that that we can like pro- i, I want to say i guess the reason i want to say project is because like over and over again i identify with cameron and i see things in his life that like i understand that it's different is different is yeah i think when, when i do relate to cameron it's on a on a, in different ways than you obviously because uh-huh. he's an only child i'm an only child yeah i kind of know what it feels like to be you're alone in the house mm-hmm. and just kind of well, and it's and see so on the other hand of that like i understand the like having a a father figure in the house that's like a strenuous relationship mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. like um i know that you you grew up pretty much only with your mom yeah. Whereas like, and like for the same, like I also, my mother was the one that was a, was present more when I was growing up, but like my stepdad was like a menacing figure for a long time when I was a kid. 
And like, I think that that was something that I also saw in Cameron, this sort of unspoken, just like, don't cross. Yeah. Keep your head down. Yeah. Do it. Do what you're told. (laughs) Don't, Don't wake daddy. You get pushed around and you never say anything. I, I don't uh, uh, I know see, we don't need like to a, get there. We don't need to get there, but like but, that is definitely like a looming thing that's happening in yeah. this moment. It definitely seems all the hints point to a really abusive relationship that yeah. he's that he's kind of been in in his family life. Mm-hmm. That's rough. So then we have a turn. We have a turn, right? He says, "I never say anything," and then and then he says, "He's not the problem." I'm the problem. It's the yeah, same. It's a, victim blaming. It's it's yeah, him it blaming himself. Keeps getting worse. Yeah, yeah. he shouldn't well, be blaming I, himself, but he does. It's like it's like any kind of abuse victim, rape victim, all of those victims. Like they blame themselves. It's my fault if I didn't do this. If I stayed mm-hmm. out of his way, it's uh, it's not right. Well, it's interesting that you go that way because for me. For me, I feel like it's a recognition. It's a recognition that that has been happening, because this is the moment where he's like, "No, I've been letting him push me around, and I'm not gonna do that anymore." Yeah, I think it has a good like. Uh, it's a good transition, I guess. Yeah. It's 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 a kind of a double meaning. It's there's. I I think he would normally just say that anyway. Like, yeah. It's my fault, but now he's realizing like. No, it is my fault, but for a different reason. Before, it's my yeah. fault because I haven't stood up. Now mm-hmm. i got to make a stand. I need to do something for myself. Yeah. Oh, Cameron. I love him so much in this minute where he's, like, finally coming to this moment where he's like, I have to take it's- ownership of myself. Yeah, like, basically get into his dad's face. Like, I mean... Okay, so uh, so because it's gonna because the situation is gonna change dramatically tomorrow. Oh yeah. <laughs> let's right now. Cameron Cameron's thought process must be that he's gonna is he What is he gonna say to his dad when his dad gets home? Is it like Yeah, I took the car like is it a lie? I took I took the car out. Is it a? No, I don't think he's gonna throw Ferris under the bus. I don't think that Cameron I don't think has he won't even. Ma- I don't think he'll so even mention Ferris. So or it's Sloan. just a like. No, this is my problem. I was here. I thought that it would be fun to take the. Well, like, he whatever. says he says that line. He's gonna deal with me. That's later. That's next week. You know. But you're right. He, he he that's i mean that, when he gets that's home he's very telling me uh-huh he says he says he's gonna take a stand i think that's like a an even bigger thing like he says he's not the problem i'm the problem yeah i've got to take a stand against him mm-hmm. and so I, I i i admire that in cameron that like recognition he's this is cameron's like growing up moment where he's like oh i'm not just this guy's child to be like, oh, well, you're supposed to do this, and so this is what you're going to do. Like, he's he's taking ownership mm-hmm. for probably the first time. I like that. I like that a lot. I don't know. Yep. 
No, I like it. And uh, I, well, I think I have more to say about it, like the next couple minutes. But the yeah. Sloane and Ferris's reactions, or you know, they're just non-reactions too. Um, I, oh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out which which minute I wanted to talk about it. I know it's hard. It's hard because this monologue is just the next three minutes. And so it's like, where do I want to drop this? It keeps going. I mean, there's, there's good, interesting turns in each one. So I definitely want to give them their due. I do like that after he said the things that he said, and I don't know that Ferris is really thinking about it, but now Cameron is touching the car. You know, that was not, (gasps) that was not something that he wanted anybody to be doing. You're right. I'm letting the minute play right now in the background as we're talking about this. And just, like, seeing him, like... He is literally, like, on the verge of tears. You can hear yeah. the cry in his Alan voice. Alan Walk is so good in this minute, you guys. He's so good. To me, it's even further proof, because when he starts getting, like, that emotional cry, like, sound to his voice, is exactly when he says that he pushes him around. My old man pushes me, me around. around. You can hear the like, and it's so heartbreaking mm-hmm. if you really, if you really think about like, His oh, the, he's abused a little bit. It's like holy crap! Like, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty powerful stuff. Alan Rex really great. He's so good in this minute. Now, taking <laughs> taking the focus off that just a little bit, going back to like the logistics of this scene yeah when he walks when he walks around the car does it kind of look like he kind of trips over the corner of the car as he's trying to like avoid the camera in the car at the same time maybe just a little bit he kind of like he does this little he like it steps like his and he kind of like shuffles got, yeah. a little bit to this it side. like his foot was like not in a good way to step that he, he had to kind of go around far enough forward yeah. to get in front of the car and now he's like leaning but he's like leaning on he's like putting weight on the car now. on on the hood of the car uh-huh. yeah um, whereas before, like, he was all, con- he was so concerned. It could get scratched, stolen, breathed on wrong. Like, <laughs> breathed on wrong. It was a whole, it was a whole thing. Yeah. If nothing else, this minute definitely shows that his, uh, not only his mind elsewhere, but now the, his concern for the car is yeah. kind of gone. I think it's okay. So I think, I think the interesting thing here is that, like, it's almost a physical representation of this this stance he's taking. The beginning mm-hmm. of the movie, he didn't want the car to leave the garage. He was worried about, like, his dad knows the mileage. Like, this is a car. That, like, he was... he. Do you remember how upset he got about my retainer? Like, that was a piece of plastic. This is a Ferrari. Like, there's a whole... Like, there's all that baggage there. And now he's gotten to that point where... He like there's there's already the problem of the mileage on the car. Like they can't solve that problem. Driving in reverse isn't gonna fix it. Like he's gonna own up to that fact. But like his dad loves this car more than his his more than he loves his wife. And Cameron doesn't give it doesn't give a shit about the car at all. And it's like, like he's we'll get valuing deeper, the car over his own family. We'll get deeper into it tomorrow. I think tomorrow he literally says, "I hate this car." But like, it's his willingness to like put his hands on it now. I mean, maybe it's because like he's been in the car and like 
it's been the whole day of, like, riding around in it, but it shows that the, like, the fear of touching it is gone. The, like, the preciousness of this car... The attitude is shifted. ...isn't there anymore. Yeah. Yes. He's not concerned with, like, his dad being mad anymore. Like, he's more... Like about the car he's more concerned with about like, himself him yes yes and i think it's good i think that's healthy yeah i love cameron he's my favorite Everyone's i have a favorite, question about Karen. the this estate here uh-huh. um, there's, there's some interesting things in the background there's the the farm plow behind cameron at the end of the minute <laughs> was this was this just a house that they found and just yeah it and all yeah. that stuff was just there yeah this was a house um they they spent they like fought and then spent a lot of money to like rent out this space because this is just like a personal residence. Um, I think it just sold recently, actually, like within the last couple years for millions. I, I don't know the exact number. We looked at it way back when we saw the house the first time, but like this property was on the market for for quite a while because there's like the main house and then this separated garage yeah which is like a different piece like it's like they're two separate units on the same property um i really love the like steel and glass aesthetic it's very modern it feels very modern despite the fact this movie came out in the 80s i, I like it i don't normally like open window type stuff like this sure it's a little too open for me i like my cave <laughs> uh, but the fact that there's like a lot of like greenage yeah 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 it's yeah. already secluded yeah it makes it look really nice because uh-huh. i love i like plants i like the way that, i like forests. i know i like that i like that this house is straight up just like over a ravine yeah it's really, <laughs> i like i like the i like that idea of it um i, I you know i was gonna save this for, I, I guess you could say this um when the script was written they didn't know that this was the house they were going to be using, obviously. Uh-huh. And so, when when the car goes out the window, it doesn't... That's not what happened. Like, in the script, the car goes, like, down the driveway and hits a hits a trash can or something. Oh. Oh. Because... That's not as dramatic. <laughs> well, well, because they didn't know, right? So, what, what happens is they get this space and they're like, you guys. You guys. I have a better idea. This idea is gold. Uh, we'll talk about it on Friday. I have some good stuff about like the windows and the glass and like the plate, like like just the rest of this this wooded area. We'll get there. We have more monologue tomorrow, but I think that's everything I had for today. How do you guys feel? Uh, what? Well, I feel good about what we talked about, but what we talked about was doesn't make me feel good. So. <laughs> there you go. There you go. I think uh, that's I think that's very apt. I yeah, I think I think you hit the nail on the head right there. That's perfect. It's uh it's a heavy week, you guys. Um I think yeah, that's everything I had. Why don't you uh, let everyone know where they can find you, Jonathan? Remind everyone. <laughs> yeah, you can uh, head on over to theprincessbrideminute.com and uh, we've got links to all of our shows there. Um, links to our little t-shirt shop and yeah. Facebook and Twitter. Um, definitely, you know, if you listen to the show, definitely hit us up on Facebook and leave some comments. And, and we love talking about this stuff. 
I really you know, no matter we, we've recorded hours and hours about it, but we love still talking about yes. it. Yes, so I really loved visit. the uh, before Europe, but after blue jeans shirt. <laughs> what? Yeah, because because Floor is what does it Florin say? Is it's it's uh, the the story takes place like after the production of blue jeans but before like before europe but after blue jeans or something to that if I, i'm sorry i'm butchering the line <laughs> well, that's 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 what we did too yeah we, <laughs> the more we re, the more we repeated it the more we forgot I was like, it's, what it was. it's something like butchered. that okay but they have a they have a shirt that's like a like a mathematics equation that's like the greater than less than like before this after this that i really oh, liked geez. that's cool <laughs> We need a save Cameron shirt. We do need a save Cameron shirt. That's that's on the that's uh that's on the docket. It's in my notes for for. I would stuff I would wear do. that. I need to do. We're almost done. We have like a month left, Victoria. I need to start making shirts. <laughs> right. We That'll need, happen. We, we need to get in on this. I see everyone else making shirts, and I'm getting I'm like, low key jealous. I'm I like, don't hey. have. I'm like I want to make shirts too. <laughs> okay, we'll get on that. Oh, and they are. They are selling like hotcakes, I'll tell you that. Oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah, they're not. But they're not. But they're not. But I don't know. It'll be, a, it'll be something that we'll, we'll talk about it. You guys can find, uh, find our show at DuelingGenre.com along with a ton, a ton of other shows. A bunch of Movies by Minutes ones and a lot that aren't Movies by Minutes ones. I just heard today about a new Dueling Genre podcast called... Um, having your friend for dinner, <laughs> which is a, a podcast about Hannibal, which I really like. I haven't watched the TV show, but Silence of the Lambs is awesome. So people should go check that out and uh, come back tomorrow for minute 84. Minute 84 of Ferris Bueller's Day. Don't. Oh, 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 oh.